Hi, everyone. I am Aislinn Campbell, and we are back this week. Of course, I'm with my co-host, Joe Hilliard. And I am super excited because this is another one of those amazing episodes where we have friends with us after a lovely dinner. And so I'd like to introduce to you Nicole Kinzerski and Edita Fuentes. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right at the beginning that I'm super excited because Nicole and her mom used to run the best food truck in town. Well, thank you. And it was Filipino food. Yes, it well, was. So can I correct you there? Uh, you're not the best? <laughs> we are the best. It was actually my Nicole and her husband did the food truck. Oh, I know. But every time that I would go to anything where y'all's food truck was, Aislinn and I would go to your food. Boom. That's where we're going to eat. Yeah. We'd sample here and there. Yeah. But you were always there. Yeah. You were always taking orders, helping around. out. Yeah. No, you're right. Adidas I mean, around with the kids it, or I whatever. It, I knew yeah. it was Roman and Nicole, but you have been a fixture since as long as I've eaten there. Well, I should hope so. I We were the originating team. <laughs> and this is, we've never talked to food trucks on the show before. No. Re- really? No. Nope. So now that we've got some food truck proprietors, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of questions, but we, God, we ate a delicious meal last night. How we met is um, a fun story. The first meeting, Nicole, was just an outright applicant. You applied? Mm-hmm. I applied. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't get the job. You didn't get the job? I didn't. I don't remember that. What happened? I, Tell I, me. Remind I, me. I didn't get the job. I think I applied for market manager. Uh-huh. But I, I didn't get the job. And I gave it to somebody else. You gave it to somebody else. And then I called you back and said, would you I just come and help job. me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. You said, I have a different job for you. It was so, fun. It was fun. It was fun to get to know you. And it was fun to get to start that project out with you. And so that's where our relationship started at. But, but I remember that you, when you left, was it to start the food truck? The food truck came before she left. Okay. The food I truck did. Yeah. The food truck came before I left. I got crazy, started a food truck and then started a full-time job. You I'm started a, a food truck, punishment. left your part-time job <laughs> and then said, I, what I needed was just more work. I to just do. need more. When the whole point of me even working part-time was because I thought I needed less. Right. That's what we are, right? I mean, yeah. we're create, creatives, creators, and, and moving through these things and creating and, and having the fun doing it. A few episodes ago, we had our first, I called it Dinner with Friends. This is our second, without your objection, Dinner with Friends, but that's not a name that you're, I guess, crazy no, about. No, because we have Dinner with Friends all the time. So what, okay, so what happened was I had this idea milling around in my brain. Then I had gotten a couple of people, including Nicole, that had actually said, we're listening and reached out to me and said, I want to be on, we want to be on the podcast. And how do we get on? And I'm like, okay, I've got this idea that I'm brewing. I, yeah, I, I kind of, I, I kind of hated. Let me tell you like, why I did it that way. Dinner with friends. We have dinner with friends every day. Whenever you go to the list of episodes, you're going to see every third, fourth, fifth one is right. dinner with friends and then the name of those friends. Gotcha. Now, you had a couple of ideas, though, last time. And I thought before we settle on a name, maybe we can talk it through with a couple of the guests and then see what we can come up with in terms of names. We have access to creatives right here at the table. That's exactly right. Adita's good at that. Well, you can't. Well, you said evil geniuses. Let's start the brainstorm. My uh, evil geniuses, because Monica said that you, you've you got to be an evil genius to convince other people to cook you a meal. Oh. <laughs> that was genius. I, she was, it made me laugh. So, oh my gosh, I was in the office listening to that and I was just like, she's so, why didn't we think of this? <laughs> right? oh I want, God. I want to go to houses and get, I want and the get... best people in town yes. to cook me the best meals and then, and then bring them on to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Everybody listening is like, 
why did we not think of this? <laughs> so evil geniuses. And then you said friends, friends <laughs> with benefits. Friends with benefits, yes, because I mean we've got friend, like we've got friends that can cook us amazing meals, and then you know friends with benefits is kind of cheeky. Those were a couple I, of I my like, ideas. I, I'll be honest, you, I like dinner with friends. Of course, we have dinner with other friends besides the ones that are on the show, but it. It, it, it's three words and it just, you don't have to explain anything. What do y'all think about dinner with friends? I like dinner with friends, but I, I'm also, I'm kind of voting on the cheeky. So friends with benefits. Oh, how about friends who cook? Friends who cook. Friends who cook. Because oh. not all friends can cook. However, I will tell you that I have a I have a friend that she does cook, but I think it's likely we may end up in a restaurant with this particular person. Ooh. So, uh, that, so there's going to be situations where we'll end up not being cooked friends for. with food, friends food, friends with benefits, foodie friends, foodie, foodie friends. friends. I, love I like that friends. one. I, I I frequent that hashtag. Foodie friends? I do. That's an existing hashtag? It is an existing hashtag. So we can mm. we can ride that way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to settle it. Today. No, I don't think so either. But, but I, have, I have to name this episode. <laughs> <laughs> On the day before the dinner, or a couple days before the dinner, we ran into you guys at the farmer's market. Yes. Um, and you were like, you're exactly who I'm looking for. And you basically asked if we could, if I could cheat on my grain-free diet. I did. <laughs> yes. I, I, to be fair, I didn't necessarily ask. I, I said there's no. options. Yeah. There are options. I am not stupid. <laughs> I'm like, no, you go. I'm cheating. And that's just what it is. Now, yeah. as beautiful as the meal that we're about to tell you was, we were not the best guests. No, we made oh, a huge true. faux pas. Well, who did? We were 30 <laughs> I made a minutes huge late. Faux pas. 30 minutes late to a meal. To a beautiful dinner that our friends, I, that, that we talked our friends into making for us. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to be late, Aislinn, and I'm not going to tolerate this behavior ever again. <laughs> uh, you don't show up late to what we showed up to. Not only did we show up late, but we knocked on someone else's door. <laughs> that <laughs> was my fault. I should have seen the address. We that went to the wrong fault. house. What? You went to the wrong door? Yes. Down at the very end of the block. They yeah. were trying to bring the wine to our neighbors. Because right. I've been over to y'all's house before. I knew that this we was not correct. We had the bottles correct. of wine. We were standing at the door and he goes, yes. <laughs> I didn't hear that story last night. Yeah. Walked up to a stranger, had two bottles of wine in our hand. The guy opened the door. He saw that we weren't, we might have been selling wine. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and then he kind of leaned against the door jam and said, yeah. <laughs> like, like, sorry, we're wrong in the wrong house. place. Anyway. Like, okay. But Could you that, leave that wine? <laughs> okay, so, a couple of missteps. But then we walk in, Aislinn, you try to even describe what we walked into. I mean, I thought we were at a five-star restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah. This just amazing spread of laid out food perfectly designed in the middle of the dining room table L almost as if a caterer had done it right <laughs> i think a, ca a caterer did <laughs> that's exactly what it was there was a spread mm -hmm. three four five six different things and i know that of course with your country of your family's origin we're in your food truck this is filipino food yes yeah. filipino food and you gave us some traditional names. I mean, yes. tell us everything. So what we had for you all is we had a Kamayan feast. Kamayan. Kamayan, Kamayan feast. feast. And correct me if I'm wrong, Mother. Kamayan. Kamayan. Oh, actually, Kamai means hand. In Tagalog, okay. which is 
native language. One of the main languages. There's many languages spoken in the Philippines. And I said, traditionally, this feast is eaten with our hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we don't do that here. We don't do <laughs> right. that here. And um, so I, I did have utensils. Um, but yes, we had a beautiful spread mm-hmm. um, with ponset, some roasted veggies. We had some really beautiful pickled veggies that we got from the farmer's market. Um, I made some dipping sauces. Traditionally, in a Kamayan feast, you're going to have some sort of skewered meat and we mm-hmm. had some beautiful local shrimp on top of a bed of rice and we even had torta tolong which is an eggplant omelet yeah you had call, you had messaged me do you have eggplant and i was like i do but they're so tiny you know <laughs> when I, actually when you told me what that was i was like oh my god i can't wait to eat it <laughs> well i was so encouraged to make it because I I do listen. And I remember a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about what else to do with eggplants since y'all grow it here. And I'm like, I have an idea. Yes, we, I'm going to show them something. We grow eggplant really well down here, and I've got a bunch of it in the backyard right now, but we grow it at the farmer's market well, so it's good to have new ideas and new ways to use things, so we will definitely be taking that. But am I wrong in believing that these were all items, more or less, and you haven't even gotten to dessert yet, we'll get there, no. that you served on the food truck? More or less, the the biggest thing um, and most popular thing that we probably did was the ponset. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we still get lots of requests for that. Yeah. Um, but on the food truck, yes, that's definitely something that we frequented. Um, I remember, I remember it was like a spe- skewered meats on the food yeah. truck from time to time. Um, time to time. Um, it wasn't necessarily something that we did um, on a constant basis, but right. we've definitely done like the shrimp before. And the other thing that I thought you'd do, but I know that you were trying to keep it as local as possible, so I know why you didn't, was your famous from the food truck, the Brussels sprout. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they were so... So good. Yes. I I normally that's why I did a version of the Brussels sprouts with my with the broccoli. Yeah, the broccoli. So and the I bok picked choy. up yes. Yeah. I picked up broccoli from the farmer's market and I roasted it um in the oven at four hundred degrees, which is kind of similar to how I did my Brussels sprouts, except I deep fried the Brussels sprouts. And the table runner that you actually had put the rice directly onto and then uh-huh. put the shrimp on top of it was a long Banana leaves. So when this kind of meal is served, it's served on top of banana leaves. Um, in fact, I think the table is actually supposed to be completely yeah. covered in banana leaves. Uh-huh. And and so that's what I wanted just to present to you, just, just so you can see how traditionally it's supposed to be seen. One of the things that I always loved, and you started out from the very beginning with the food truck, was that you worked to buy local as often as you could. So you would buy from the local farmers when it made sense. You, mm-hmm. you know, buying craft beer to make your caramel with. Tell us a little bit about the food truck experience and where where that's gone at this point. So the whole story is, first of all, Delish started with Justy, Dita, and I. My mother has always just had the passion of catering and just being creative in that aspect. Um, and it kind of started out with my mom's friends. Okay. Yeah. So I'll tell the story. Yes, mom. Go ahead. <laughs> Where I had used to work, I was carpooling with my coworker, and she knows that I like to cook and definitely love to bake. And so she goes, so she asked because, oh, Adita, do you know of a place that serves vegan? My good friend, her daughter is vegan, and it's, um, the bridal shower is in a couple of weeks, and she doesn't know where to go. And I said, as a matter of fact, I have an awesome vegan chocolate cake. Ooh, I'll talk to my friend and get back with you. Next thing I know, her best friend hires me. 
My first gig was a vegan uh, bridal, shower. bridal shower. And it was like, what was I thinking? I've never done anything vegan. Do you and- immediately enlist Nicole's help? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I said, Nicole, I'm going to need your help. And so then the following week, um, got all the ingredients. So the morning of, because I we really never, we never catered before. So I didn't know as to how much ingredients Prep. to get and to make for the amount of people. Uh-huh. So then I wake up my nephews, I'm all hands on dick. Wake up. I need your help. <laughs> yeah, she had me, my sister, my grandparents, my cousins were over. Everybody was making hummus wraps and she's running all over the kitchen and she forgot where certain things were and it was just like I mean there was probably hummus on the ceilings we were moving so fast <laughs> but everybody that- liked it so I was I, I I was happy about that but I was like well like what was my what was I thinking <laughs> so after that it's clearly that night you know what we should do <laughs> well, buy a food truck and, and- well, it kind of spawned from there and just sooner or later people would pass my mom's name along and then I would just get more heavily involved in helping her get these things done and then a, a bridal shower turned into a 300 person wedding turned into oh, yes and we never did any advertising it was all word of mouth and then I, I kid you not I just was talking to Roman and I came home and one day I had a trailer in my driveway <laughs> um that's just how my husband works you know <laughs> um he's the kind of person where we don't just talk about things we make things happen and know? then you you started gigging at the farmer's market My really early. My very first gig I was so. at the downtown. I opened the doors to the Delish Foods food truck at the farmer's market. Yeah. And I always loved those nights because I knew our dinner was covered. Oh, yeah. So I remember that you would do special occasion Ponset. Yeah, we nice. got the call about that okay. not that long ago, actually. Yeah, so, so now that we don't have the food truck, we still um, do a couple of um, dinners. We get requests, so we get calls for people who want to do catering orders. Um, and if I'm making a big batch, why not? Um, mm-hmm. And so normally if I have a huge catering order, I'll have about 30-ish plates left over. So rather than just indulging in 30 plates myself, <laughs> I call up 30 of my friends or um, see who is interested in getting a plate. And that's usually how that goes. So tell me about Ponset. Ponset is traditionally served, obviously, it's with noodles. It's traditionally served in special occasions, especially for birthdays, because the long noodles represents a long life. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. It was always kind of a special occasion that I noticed you were yes. doing Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's normally when we would do it. So, like, we would eat Ponset. I remember growing up for somebody's birthday. So, as mm-hmm. soon as somebody had a birthday, we already knew that my grandmother was going to be making Ponset. It's just such a fond memory of my childhood. It's made up of rice noodles, which every different recipe is a little bit different, but we make ours with rice noodles. It has Chinese sausage. It has Mm. um, shredded chicken. Uh um, And it has different veggies. Uh, We put in carrots, celery, snow peas. And they're julienned, I guess. Yes. It's real fine. They're julienned. Yeah. They're julienned. And then there's got to be some kind of sauce in there. Oh, it's a secret sauce. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, it is a secret sauce. <laughs> no. I, I have to admit, um, with all the years that my parents have, have made that, I'm really proud that Nicole has, has mastered that recipe. As my mother's um, health declined, she could no longer cook. So my dad took over and it was like, Dad, you can't cook all these things, what you've been holding back. And he, when he would make the pot, said he would need someone to hold the pot so he can stir the noodles. And so I guess 
as he would make that, I guess Nicole would be watching and observing as to uh-huh. his techniques. So I'm, I'm really mostly because I was just the official pot holder. I was just <laughs> the official holder of the very hot wok that they used to make the ponset. And my my grandparents like, come here, kid, and help. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty much how it happened. Um, and that's what happens when you know you just happen to be the oldest in the house at the uh-huh. time. Yeah. So my grandparents did not necessarily, you know, we didn't write down recipes. It was all you had to watch. So mm-hmm. you just watched how it happened. You watched how they cut the veggies. You watched what goes in first. Um, how long till it's done? Right. When it's done. <laughs> <laughs> when, it's, when it's on the table. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. Um, but it does have a combination of soy sauce. Every famous Asian cuisine has a little bit of fish sauce, right? Mm-hmm. That makes it extra funky and extra delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a saucy dish like you'd get at like a Szechuan restaurant. No, it's, it's definitely not. But you definitely need the sauce to help absorb within the noodles, to help cook those noodles. It helps absorb mm-hmm. all of the color and within it. And those fine noodles, was... those like noodles that are the size of like thread. Yes. That's what makes that dish. Yes. It's not a big, thick, coarse spaghetti noodle. Right. It's a It's a very thin, thin vermicelli mm-hmm. rice noodle. Gotcha. Well, now there's different recipes of the ponset. And I think it, it, that depends as to the different regions of the Philippines. Uh-huh. When my mom first started making ponset, she used this egg noodle and she would cook it with cabbage. But I like this version better. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I like the thin noodles like mm-hmm. a lot. That's that's actually probably one of my favorite things about it is the thin noodles. Now tell me, there were little veg, uh, little fruit all around the edge of the, the dish. Yes. So that was calamansi. Um, and every time we served ponset growing up, we would have it with calamansi. My grandfather was a huge gardener. He was very good at it. And we always had a calamansi tree in the backyard. And calamansi, mom, you want to tell everybody what calamansi, calamansi is? Calamansi is our native um, lemon. And to me, I enjoy that better than a regular lemon because mm-hmm. to me, the, the flavor is so much more potent. Uh-huh. It was, it, yeah, it was real it was real tart. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah. it has a little bit of a sweetness. I was gonna still say it's to sweeter. It. Well, I was gonna yeah. say yeah, yes. we actually got the calamansi at my brother's tree, which is on the side of his house. Yes, <laughs> that makes perfect sense. It's citrus season down here. So yeah. yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that was good. This beautiful pile of rice with those skewers of shrimp on top. But I think you might have even been more proud of the three or four dipping sauces that you had there. I I was quite proud of that. So traditionally with this kind of feast, the Kamayan feast, you're, you're going to see on the table several different dipping sauces because there's going to always be some sort of vegetable skewered meats and whatnot um so the dipping sauces kind of help those ingredients shine um and so we had three different dipping sauces one was a soy sauce with calamansi juice in it uh-huh. and then we did another soy sauce but this one had some chopped up thai chilies it was very good was that good it was very good mm-hmm. i was yeah. like i'm like too many thai no no i liked it that, that was my favorite one yeah <laughs> no, that, that's the one that i um, when i because we now got, we're gonna we need to make eat, that we got done eating yes. and then we just talked for about an hour uh-huh. Uh-huh. and your kids were there and the conversation was just beautiful and but that food was still all in front of us so i couldn't sit there for more than 10 minutes without saying mm, i think i'll taste another, another big bite. chunk of rice and mm-hmm. let me put some of that Thai soy sauce on there. But that's the way it is in most Filipino households, especially when there's guests. We just stay there and then uh-huh. with the food because it's all about giving food. And then when, as the guest leaves, you give them food to go home. With. And right. what did you guys go home with? We did a go home with some A big old to-go container of 
Punset. Punset. <laughs> if you go to any Filipino person's house and they are having a party, you're taking or you'll food have, home. you are taking food home. In fact, mm. that would be the true party faux pas to, to not, not go home. Feed your guests with, as they go home. Exactly. The shining star of your food truck, and I'm sure a very easy food to sell at a festival, that kind of setting, mm. is the lumpia. Yes. Mm. And it always came with the little container mm. of the lumpia sauce. So mm. I was really pleased to taste that again last night. It's been a while. Yes. So um, one, that was the third dipping sauce that we did. Um, it was the traditional lumpia dipping sauce, which is apple cider vinegar, fresh garlic, and cracked um, black pepper, which is just very traditional. That's exactly how it is. It's very simple, but the flavor that that takes on, I mean, it could go great with lumpia, it great with the shrimp that was served. Um, it's just a fun, simple sauce. And then, so so let's go back to the eggplant, the eggplant torta. Well, there, there, there were a lot of vegetables. There was. Yes. It was a very vegetable-forward dinner. <laughs> <laughs> we don't mind vegetable-forward. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. So, okay, so tell me again. It's the torta... Tolong. Torta is an omelet. omelet. Okay, got and it. And then tolong is the eggplant. Okay. And, and of all the food that we had last night, uh-huh. the one that will for sure be attempted and mm-hmm. hopefully make it into our home mm-hmm. is, is this. The torta tolong. Torta tolong. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I just, I took um, some Japanese eggplant. Um, I baked it in the oven... 375. Um, I poked holes in it first. You peeled it? It was peeled? No, I didn't peel it first. Oh, okay. So I kept the skin on, poked holes in it. I poured um, some coarse salt over it at at my mother's request. And then... Well, that salt for eggplant helps draw out the moisture. Yes. And that's exactly what Mm Adita told me. I thought it was a misstep. It was great. Yeah. Great idea. Because my my grandma always did that. Yes. I I didn't remember. We had a slight argument on that. (laughs) I didn't remember that. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I went with the intuition of That's my That's the evil and the evil genius option of his name is causing fights yes. before we arrived. Yes, yes. It was, it was great, though. Um, so we roasted it off in the oven. And, and to be truthful, I forgot about it in the oven <laughs> as I was prepping. I forgot about it. And then I felt the warmth of the oven and freaked out, pulled it out, and it... It was perfect. I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> and so once it came out, it made it easy for us to pull the skin from um, the eggplant. Um, once it was out, you're able to just smash up the insides. Mm-hmm. I let it sit. I put it into a frying pan, let it sit, and then add the eggs in it. I seasoned the eggs with a little bit of soy sauce, salt, mm-hmm. pepper. As, you, as I sat down, it was my most anticipated and favorite that wasn't pancit on the table. Right. Dish. Pancet. Pancet. I was just determined to show (laughs) because, I mean, we've been friends a while and you've had Mm -hmm. my food. I was definitely just determined to show you something different, though, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And then obviously in listening to the podcast before, I knew that it was a conversation piece already. Yeah, yeah. She kept going back and forth. What should I serve? How about this? How about that? That's fun. That's fun. That actually, that dish actually reminds me, I think it might have been the first, no, it wasn't the first farm table you involved in, but it was the first one where you were like one of the chefs, basically. Mm-hmm. And you made an egg dish for that too, a I Spanish did. egg dish. I did. We did a kale one and we did one with potatoes. But it was like a Spanish torta yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it was a Spanish like torta. Uh-huh. That was very good too. Well, um, and- she gave me another idea to introduce and keep into our house. If I get a big head of broccoli, I just steam it, you know, oh. put it in a, dip, like put it in a bowl with butter, add a little lemon juice, maybe yeah. the kids will eat it. So mm-hmm. that's a, that's a good thing. 
but you did something not revolutionary, but something I haven't done much. Right. Well, and I'm going to be honest. And bok choy as well. And bok choy as well. I'm going to be honest, though. A lot of the things that I do is I I really think that it's because I'm a mommy. And I'm a party of one sometimes in the kitchen. So it's not till my mom gets off of work or Roman just happens to not be working that day. It's usually just me alone in the kitchen. So to set it and forget it in the oven at 400 degrees, broccoli just... Chopped yeah. up into some pieces, a little bit you of olive oil, salt, pepper, 400 degrees, done. How long is it in there? Till it looks Till she remembers dark. About it. <laughs> till till Til it has a done. little bit of char on it. Because that was the thing. Was I like it, the char it was so blackened. Yes. Yeah, I love that. But what I tasted is not what I expected. Right. I expected to have a little burnt. And right. it wasn't it burnt. It was not. It's so, nutty. And what yeah. was the temperature you used? 400. 400 and you keep an eye on it. Yep. I'm doing that soon. Yeah. And really, you can do that to just about most vegetables. Yep. So speaking of Nicole being able to pretty much cook anything that we've discovered now, (laughs) we have talked over the time about our upcoming wedding next year. Mm -hmm. And one of the first people I contacted about the wedding, put this date on your calendar, was Nicole and said, you want to help us cater the wedding. And so I'm excited that uh, you guys are going to be, I don't know if it's technically a padrino, but you're definitely going to be involved. How, how, okay, but if they weren't catering the wedding, we would invite them to the wedding. Of course. What's the balance then for her being there? The balance is that at a wedding... Our wedding is all of our friends, our creatives, all of our friends are contributing and we find the balance, you know, we find the balance. I think so too. I think that it's, I think that with any kind of like beautiful event like that, when you have those kinds of people in your lives, it's just, it makes it that much more meaningful meaningful and special. And it's, and it's not just a gift from the creative to you, Mm -hmm. um, but it's also like a gift for us as a participant to to do that yeah that we like like i don't mean to brag or boast but to say please come be the caterers at our wedding when we know a lot of good creative personalities and people that could be involved in things and and i think a lot of them either way i know someone else or another chef in town has already said can i make the blah 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 and right. you know and so i'm sure you'll have a lot of extra help um <laughs> create a team of friend chefs yeah i well, love it sounds like farm to table that, I love it. and that and that truly is friends with benefits exactly yes. oh, no, we're, we're moving that, that is friends with benefits you really were one of the first generations of the food truck yeah. past that traditional taco truck that's been around <laughs> for 15, 20 years. Right. Yeah. You brought an ethnic cuisine that does not have a large presence in our city. Mm-hmm. And you were there for all of the let's start a food truck movement in Corpus Christi activity. We were coming along the scene as Corpus Christi was really experimenting mm-hmm. with the whole idea of food trucks, food trucks attending events. I think more and more people were planning big events where they wanted to incorporate food trucks. Um, people were coming up with ways to figure out where to park them so that mm-hmm. way we can get people to gather in an area where there were more food trucks. The breweries were coming and inviting yeah. us. Um, they were that, all starting was, kind of the was, same time. Yes, yeah. we all were starting. And they all wanted a food truck at their place every night. Yes, yeah. yes. Everybody was just, it, it was just a movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, we were really excited just to be a part of that because we were all learning together. 
Yeah. So that to me sounds like a environment of challenges. Yes. No matter where you live across America or elsewhere, the larger metropolitan cities have these vibrant food truck cities. We were just kind of trying to see how it all works. Yes. And that's why Aislinn and I were super excited that you guys existed because y'all were leaders there. And you, and I've said this a couple of times already. It was the best food truck yeah. in town. Yeah. From the standpoint of it's not snow cones, right. uh, you know, yeah. junk uh, fast food. Yeah, that, that's, fast food in a truck. That's definitely something that was a huge challenge to begin with because I feel like in the city that we live in, um, before this whole food truck movement, if you will, happened, anytime somebody associated a food truck in their brains or thought of it. It was about a snow cone. It was about just, you know, your run-of-the-mill nachos, chips, cheese, yeah. maybe a hot dog. That's so um, weird to me because that's yeah, not concession the way my, my brain thinks at all. My right. brain thinks like these boutique, delicious yeah. yes. food yeah. trucks. In fact, speak, yeah. speaking of your Brussels sprouts, Aislinn and I, seven years ago, six years ago, at Austin, I can remember the name of it, Tapas Bravas was yeah. the food truck. And they had... It was in a food truck park. It was in a food truck park where they mm -hmm. had the brick and mortar restrooms, right. a big tree and covering over you, beautiful lighting. And we went and got, except for yours, of course, maybe the best Brussels sprouts I've ever eaten. Yeah. And they were definitely deep fried. Yeah. And, and that was next to the Indian food truck mm -hmm. and that was next to the whatever. So we come right. back home and we start to see the whispers of a real food truck community. And by that, I mean folks that understand that the capital to create your restaurant is a little bit less, probably yeah. a lot less. You yeah, would know better than I. The overhead is definitely far less. That's something that we almost enjoyed. We loved surprising people when they come to the truck and realizing that you can get restaurant quality food mm -hmm. from a food truck. So just because we're we're mobile, right. just right. because we're not attached to a brick and mortar does not mean that the quality food that you'll be getting will be less than. But didn't that mean at the beginning of that effort here that you were almost an educator? Because people would, I would imagine, come to the food truck expecting just that concession food. Right. It was quite a battle. And I think that we enjoyed being a part of that and helping folks understand what food trucks were capable of. And that you can bring your family to have dinner. You can plan an event around a food truck and this can be a part of your outing so just like you go to your family's favorite restaurant coming to our food truck would be a part of that rotation mm -hmm. um and and that's a possibility or, and that's, or take away right uh, it wh definitely where was is delicious delicious at the delicious yeah. at the farmer's market tonight uh Dinner's so covered. of the rotation like okay yeah we're gonna definitely have dinner tonight right at that's market. and that's definitely one of the things i miss i miss being a part of that and seeing people because you already knew like i i would see certain families coming in and be like roman drop 24 olympia i mm -hmm. i see so and so they're gonna be here uh -huh. I, let's just have it already ready right um or we would have people message us you know mm -hmm. what what's what's on the menu tonight okay when we come to the farmer's market, we're going to want three plates of this, this, you know, and that, that's definitely one of the things that we miss, especially those those frequent customers and those familiar faces. You, so, you uh, guys do something at y'all's house every meal. We do. Most every meal. Most every meal that we're seated together. And as your guests, we were able to participate last yes. night. And I thought you guys get this podcast. Because you're trying to create conversations at the table yeah. with your kids, most likely, but w with the adults at the table as well. Right. I mean, I'm sure any parent can say, you pick up your kids from school. How was school today? It was fine. Fine. Yeah. What'd you do? 
nothing. Yeah. What was your favorite part of today? Lunch. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Recess. So, Recess. <laughs> Recess. So what I do with the kids and, and also just to kind of keep us talking and to making sure I'm really understanding with how they're feeling and what's going on yeah. with them is I ask them, was today a good day, a bad day, or a great day? Um, and the dinner table in our house is we try to have as many dinner time conversations and dinner time meals at a table. Yeah. And I will say that that's what we did growing up. Well, when I was raising them with their father, yes, we always tried to talk. But in my parents' household, my father, the disciplinarian, when he ate with the family, it was quiet. Oh, really? Yeah. So that, it's that like, was the tone he said. Yes, yes. that was the tone and, and I guess he demanded. Exactly. So oh, wow. therefore, as a mother, because I need to know, what were you thinking? Well, how was your day? What did you do? Uh-huh. I needed to hear that because it was always quiet at my parents' house. But you weren't able oh, to, I guess gosh. it sounds like, institute that until you had your own family. Yes. Correct. Uh-huh. We do that, don't we? We, we love our parents mm-hmm. and they did a lot of great things, but there are some things that we will try on purpose to do differently with our own yeah yeah we did a lot of like special occasion family dinner meals sit down type of thing Mm -hmm. but the dinner table as a regular part of our life Mm -hmm. wasn't really a part of my upbringing um my mom and dad both worked full-time jobs and food in that way at that time just wasn't a priority you know it was that 90s latchkey kid thing going on you know and of course my parents are very different than that now yes we're having lots of family style and my parents are sitting down to eat dinner with my brother and my and their and my nephew Mm -hmm. and so it's interesting how how we can shift when we begin to understand that that's the one place you know you can corner everybody right it (laughs) is it is because food brings everybody together we sit down at the table yeah the spread is before us and, Mm -hmm. and you're and you're i'm so glad you did this at our table, we do these things and we'd like to do them with you. Yes. Now, can we, can Asen, will you be a guinea pig and we'll do like, this is what you do. If we did, all four of us did, it would take a long time. Right. But at the dinner table was the four of us, uh, but then also your kids, yes. um, yes. Benny and Nina. That was a joy. And your kids are super smart. Oh yeah. Very well spoken. Benny actually got to lead, which makes perfect sense to me. Yes. <laughs> so imagine we're at your dinner table. These questions would be asked of every single person there. Yeah. Okay. So, so Asen, was today a good day, a bad day, or a great day? I have to say so far it's been a good day. A good day. Yeah, a good day. And traditionally, Benny would have a follow-up question and say, mm-hmm. what makes it a good day? What made it a good day? I have already so far gotten to meet up with friends for breakfast our son from one of our sons from college, Hunter, is home right now. So we had breakfast with him, and then I got to work in my garden and come here to do the podcast with you guys. So, so it sounds like a great day to me. It is a great day. You're right. It's a good. She's I just, leaving I, room I, for improvement. I'm, so. I am leaving room for the rest of the day. That's <laughs> well, exactly right. And I can tell yeah. you that improvement is on its way if improvement is indeed required, because we're headed to a crawfish boil. This we afternoon. are. Ooh, see, she's definitely leaving room for. <laughs> well, it just became a great day. <laughs> And then the next question would be, what have you learned so far today? What have I? Oh, well, I learned how to pronounce Ponset. Ah, <laughs> thanks, Edita. <laughs> and I also learned, you're going to have to remind me again, but about the citrus, it's called Calam- Calamansi. Calamansi, that we can grow that here. Yes. So I'm like, I need one of those trees. Yes, so, Ooh, yeah. you do need one of those trees. Uh-huh. And then the last question is, what do you hope to do tomorrow? Tomorrow, I hope to do some more gardening. 
always on Sundays, do some more gardening and have a really nice uh, brunch with our whole family before Hunter heads back to college. Now, this has got to have created over the years, I assume, mm-hmm. that you've been doing this, the freedom and ability to talk at the dinner table. Yes. Yeah, most definitely. Um, In fact, we have, when people come over, they are excited to do this. Like, uh-huh. it's like their favorite thing. In fact, one of my best friends, um, she, every time she comes over, she's like, it, Benny doesn't get to do it this time. It's me. I want to <laughs> lead it. Like, I want to be able to be the one to ask everybody. And it spawns, you know, follow-up questions. Of course. Or, you know, and especially if somebody says a bad day, uh-huh. you know, why? Why was it a bad day? Um, and I feel like it just creates a safe space for the kids to just be honest and let us know. Oh, yeah. How- but it also, it also creates that, that bubble over us where mm-hmm. we can be honest. Yeah. And that's going to lead into honesty away from the dinner table. Right. And and I think the kids are really lucky enough to have dinner with their grandmother, my mother, oh, every, yeah. every night. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's a good thing. And, and I think I would like to think that the kids teach my mom a lesson. In fact, I, I fondly remember my mom going, I'm not sure what I learned today. And then there goes Benjamin. We learn something every day, Nana. What uh-huh. do you, what he, do you he, mean? He is we didn't, in third you grade. didn't learn something. He is in third grade. Your daughter. Yes. Nina is in fifth grade. Right. Oh, my word. She's in okay. fifth grade. So I had, I wanted to recount Mm -hmm. two answers from last night. Okay. Benny's answer about what he learned today. Uh The the third grader that we've talked about. (laughs) Well, because Benny and I share the same elementary school alma mater. Let's just be real here. Yes. You are an an Athena. I'm an owl. Yes, you are. (laughs) Through and through. I bleed whatever those school colors are. I don't remember what they are. (laughs) Um, Benny learned he was on the way home on the bus and he looked over at the bus driver he asked the seatmate, how much does a bus driver make? No, he said, I want to know the salary of the bus driver. Uh, Benny did. What, what, is the sal- what is a bus driver's salary? So I, go- so I <laughs> so Googled, I Googled it, it. And I learned that if you've been a bus driver for 20 years, that your <laughs> base salary is going to be around $18 an hour. And then that was the end of the story. Like, I just needed to <laughs> gather a new fact. It was yeah. so great. It was, he said that he was bored. It was beautiful. Yeah. What third grader do you know that's thinking about salaries? You know, I've learned to believe that my third grader is not a normal third grader. I love it. And, uh, I, and I, I thought to myself immediately, I'm not even kidding. You are going to be... Someday your son is going to pay for everything for you. Yeah, he's going to be he's a going wild to be making success. a lot of money someday. <laughs> well, he did say that he was going to take care of his nana. There you go. Sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, why do yeah. we have these kids? Yeah. <laughs> now, your answer to the question, Nicole, was it a bad, good, or great day, uh-huh. was a good day that became great later. Yes. And you said that one of the reasons why it became great was I got to come home and de-stress with some cooking. You know, I think that especially not having the food truck anymore, because I felt like that was kind of my playground. When I come home and I'm able to cook and cook like I cooked for y'all last night, it's just so therapeutic. It's so therapeutic. And I think too, when I'm cooking for the kids at home, I'm obviously always trying to be creative because I want the kids to eat different things. But also I'm kind of a show off. I'm not gonna lie. So she is. I, I I liked that. I, I liked, like show offs. I by liked the way. being able to just be creative like that again. I liked being able to just push myself, making sure that I'm like presenting and and doing and just being on top of my game again. Uh-huh. It's just it's almost like a rush. You just get into this zone and it's just like you have a million it's, things yeah, you to in do. Your kitchen. And it's just me alone in the kitchen for a while till my mom got home. It was just me and the pots and the pans and the gas stove. It was just, it was great. You're just in your element, focused. So I've never had this conversation with you. 
Maybe, Aislinn, you have. No, I don't think so. You decided yeah. to stop the mm-hmm. food truck. Um, Yeah, we so I think three years ago, we decided to sell sell the food truck. Um, it was definitely one of the harder, hardest decisions that we've had to make. I definitely don't think it was because the reason for it was because um, we weren't getting business or whatnot. I definitely think it came down to the point where you kind of have to make those hard decisions. Is this something that we are either going to go all in, because at the time I was still working a full-time job because I'm crazy, mm-hmm. um, working a full-time job and still food trucking. Do I quit the full-time job and go all in because we can't go halfway anymore. We're at that tipping point where this can really, really be amazing, but we have to be able to put in 110%. And I think at that point in time, we were just like, I feel like the kids need us. Your kids are young. My kids are so young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were at the point where Roman and I would work the bar scenes. We yeah. would be home after four o'clock in the morning, yeah. which means I would at least need to sleep till eight, nine o'clock, and that's even not enough, and then still have to turn around Monday morning and go to my full-time job. It was just, it was taking a toll. What I love about the decision that we've made to close the food truck is that number one, I'm now able to get all the best of all of the worlds because I get to enjoy my kids whenever I want. Mm -hmm. I get to have a free weekend. I get to go to a food truck festival and not work it, but take my kids and enjoy it. You get to be the silent criticizer. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and like slightly have a little bit of PTSD seeing all of it happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, it had to have been so much hard work. I uh, figured that that oh, was yes. part of it as well. Not just the 4 a.m. getting home, oh, yeah. but I would watch you guys. Yeah. It had to have been so much hard work. It was definitely the hardest job I've ever had in my entire life. My entire life. I mean, I'm, I consider the food truck my playground. I'm not going to lie. That's, it was my playground. You know, the, the minute I walk in and I see that giant flat top, it's like I get giddy, mm-hmm. right? Because that was just so much fun. And then taking orders, all fun. But then it was hard on my body. The yeah. hours were hard. The prepping was hard. Everyone um, did the prepping. Everybody did the prepping. Rheumatoid <laughs> arthritis mother did did prepping. Um, so it was a lot. We, yeah. need, we need to get you a new nickname. <laughs> <laughs> I have many. <laughs> yeah, I, I when I saw that news, you, I think you may have even messaged me before it was like official. official you did because she she yeah. texted Aislinn texted me delicious delish the food truck is closing down and yeah. I and I I knew like your kid I was like her kids are young and that that's a that's a serious that that food truck that bar that you mentioned the bar scene mm-hmm. like if you're gonna make money doing it it's not an eight to five. Right. With the, the the age of kids that you have, where you might need that, at especially that time here, in your life. where no yeah. food truck park, proper food truck park exists. Right, because right. you yeah. have to be inventive. Yeah, you have to really you have be to go creative. where the hungry mouths are mm-hmm. when they're hungry. Right, and and that's not during necessarily the eight to five time frame. Right, but no, I, I what I love about that decision still is that we still get to do the caterings when necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to now dictate do i want to take a catering this month or Uh do i not and these kamayan feasts that we had i i had the spread of a kamayan feast during um this last month of december i think we did four four kamayan feast caterings oh wow okay now let me think about that i walk into an event that has been catered and i see we haven't even talked about the cut up beautiful mango i see your spread from last year that's a catering that's an event right there and you know i think that when people see that 
I love that people get excited when they see this kind of food because number one, it's not something you see every day. Um, and I love that people get a little inside look of what our culture is. Yeah. That's, um, that's the most interesting part for me. It's yeah. so great. And it's a conversation starter. You know, we did a Christmas party and some people <laughs> were at first were very much like, what is this? Yeah. yeah. And then the minute they stop asking questions and they just eat, uh-huh. they're just like, okay, now really tell me, like, tell me more about this, you know, and the whole, the whole, the the questioning just turns and it it becomes more of a positive thing. And it's just like, I need to know more. I love that. I love that when you can get those doubters. Yeah. And then you turn them and they're like, okay, I'm here, you know. I can't imagine being the kind of personality that walks into a room with some kind of different ethnic food and being like, what's that? Because I'm always like, what's that? Willing to try. (laughs) I'm so excited. And last night, we actually got to have what I would have considered as I was watching the food truck favorite you served us for dessert. And then that's when you said that, um, that Roman actually was a little bummed out because you were making the beer caramel to go on the yes. uh, banana lumpia. Yes. So tell us a little bit more about that dessert. Your lumpias were always so good. Thank mm-hmm. you. So this is mm-hmm. a dessert lumpia. So I figured if, you know, y'all have tried my regular Filipino egg rolls, my regular lumpias that I normally served on the food truck. And so I served also a dessert lumpia, um, which is a banana lumpia, um, traditionally called mom. Turon. And it is a Thai banana with jackfruit. Now, where did you find a Thai banana? I found the Thai banana at the Asian market. You went, hey! all, you went all over town for this meal. Yes. <laughs> and now I feel bad. We, we, we talked about the Asian market. You did. Yeah, last yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh-huh. You did. Yeah, I remember this, the saffron conversation. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> um, no, so I, I found the Thai banana at the Asian market. You chop up or cut up the Thai banana, roll it up in the egg roll wrapper with some jackfruit. It was canned jackfruit. And then you just deep fry it till golden deliciousness. I roll mine in cinnamon and sugar, mm-hmm. topped it with some homemade whipped cream. How do you make whipped with, cream? With heavy whipping that. cream. Heavy whipping cream and powdered sugar. And powdered sugar. Nice. Heavy whipping cream and mussels. Yeah, <laughs> you, you whip it, you yep. get air into it, and yep. whip it, whip yeah. it good. Or you know the food processor. Is that what Same you did? difference. Oh, yes. you used a food processor. I did. <laughs> See, I would use a whisk until it peaks. No, I have Edita rheumatoid arthritis. That one have can't worked. do that anymore. <laughs> oh, no. I see. This is division of labor. Yes, this was the division of labor. Adita did the whipped cream. She did and used the she food did. processor. She did. She is well, actually the dessert expert. I wouldn't have known that it wasn't hand whipped. So yeah, good on you. You did a good job, mom. Delicious. Oh, I thank you. And then we topped it with beer caramel. What's that? I frequented when we had the food truck several breweries in town. Uh-huh. Um, anytime we were at Lazy Beach or Lorelei Brewing, we would um, ahead of time pick up some beer from them and make sure to go home and make some delicious caramel. So what we do is you just take the beer of your choice. Um, yesterday I chose, because it was just on hand, a blonde ale mm-hmm. from Lorelei. Mm-hmm. And it's just half a cup. Of beer, two cups mm-hmm. of sugar, and you just let the baby boil and boil and boil till it turns amber. Stick of butter. Stick of butter. Stick of butter. <laughs> it's all about the butter. <laughs> <laughs> and um, some fresh cream. Nice. Tops it all off. I was kind of disappointed that I chose the blonde ale. I was being lazy and didn't go out and get a darker beer. But I liked that it, this caramel had a little bit of a toffee taste to it. It was mm-hmm. delicious. It was yeah. great. That part I could have like 
Like, yeah. The minute Roman it. saw me being extra making caramel for the, because I could have just stopped, obviously, with just the banana lumpia and cream. But no, I had to be extra. So the minute he saw that, he goes, oh, this is this is not fair. Yeah. This is so not fair. We may have inspired people to go try Filipino food if they haven't. I hope so. What's the Filipino food primer? If someone wanted to go out and try some, where do you where do they begin? Um, so I think the the good starter dish is definitely lumpia because mm-hmm. I feel like it's familiar to everybody. Everybody's had Chinese egg rolls, right? right? So the starter dish would definitely be lumpia, and you can't go wrong with a fried whatever, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say the the dish that everybody is really knows about is probably adobo. Um, And that's actually the Filipinos national dish is adobo. Um, So that's probably a good one. Filipino um, egg rolls, lumpia and adobo would probably be the... The yeah, as a matter starter. of fact, is it was it San Francisco or San Jose that has the adobo festival? I think it's San Francisco. San Francisco has an adobo festival. It's like, whoa. Very nice. Yeah. All right. So if you're out there listening and you're wanting to try some Filipino food because you haven't tried it before, you should definitely go for some lumpias and some adobo. It's time for table topics. It's time for table topics. No. Are you going to let them choose which category we go out of? I totally am. In fact, I thought I'd let Adita choose. So this is Table Topics. These are just boxes of questions that come from the Table Topics family. I'm going... So we have three categories. Okay. General questions, not your mom's dinner party, or what would you do, this or that kind of thing. Oh. What would you do? Okay. What would you do? All right. Let's see. Go back to your single days for those of us that aren't single. Okay. What would you do if your blind date looked nothing like the photograph posted? Oh, well, you were just going to have to go with the flow because you don't want to be rude and say, um, you don't look like the person that you posted. But then again, you know, I'm not in that dating scene because apparently, you know, I don't need another man in my life since I have my wonderful grandson. Oh, there you Mm -hmm. go. (laughs) According to my wonderful See, daughter. But it, 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 wasn't it rude to be disingenuous or misleading with the photograph? Well, you know, if, if especially if I'm meeting this blind date at a restaurant, hell, I, I'm all dressed up. I want my free meal. <laughs> That's my mama, y'all. Yeah. I, I didn't do all this for nothing. I want my... <laughs> This took a lot of time and effort. I don't believe that at all. Okay, so you're happily married, Nicole. Yes. Of course, you're not going on any blind dates. No. But go back in time. Mm-hmm. Show up. I show up and he and he does not look anything like his profile picture. What would you do if your blind date looked nothing like the photograph posted? I, I would be very confused. <laughs> and I'm just, you know, people can say that I'm, I'm a little bit... Um, up front. So yeah. I, I would definitely call it out. <laughs> yeah. I would have to call it out. Um, but, you know, not, I would probably give it a moment and, and give the person time and still give them the time of day to, yeah. to yeah. have a conversation and whatnot. But I would not be shy to not call it out. Yeah. At the very beginning. Yeah. How, how happy are we all that we don't, that we're not using that we these apps? That we have to date. <laughs> no, like app-based dating, the stories you hear about 
Tinder, Tinder, <laughs> Grinder. Oh my! It, it's, it, it's a world of swiping. I I don't even I don't even know. Do you swipe left or right? I, I don't know. <laughs> but whichever one that? is the good one is the one that you hope people are swiping for you. But clearly they aren't all. I don't want to date. You know, it's terrible. I'm not very photogenic. I would be terrible at that. <laughs> You'd be the one that gave the photo. I would be. <laughs> I would be totally. I would. It would be vice versa. They'd show up and be like, "You lied." <laughs> <laughs> I'm with her. I would I would be polite just in the moment, but I would be completely honest like, uh, excuse me, but this isn't what that you look like. I would say that. I would have to say that. And uh, and then of course I would, you know, have a polite and lovely meal with whoever this person is and then no take it to I know you though. They, take it in the bank one... that that they yeah. lied to they'd me. They'd have a strike. You, yes. They'd have a strike yes. in your book. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yep. <sighs> I guess None of y'all have been superficial, so I'll be superficial. Like, clearly I went on the blind date because the picture posted was something that I found attractive in one way or another. So if you get there and the, the, the lady that I'm having this wonderful blind date with has got brunette hair instead of blonde hair, that's completely different than if she's missing her nose, you, you know, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Why does she have to be missing her nose? I was trying to think of a funny and not offensive way of talking about how people might look differently than what you expect them to look like based upon pictures that they've sent you. Okay. To say that they clearly do. a nose. So now, you, was, it, was it you, Aislinn, that said, oh, I, I, I'm prejudiced against the noseless. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. And if you're listening and don't have a nose, clearly I'm joking and I didn't know that you existed and I didn't mean to offend you. You said that you'd have a polite dinner with them. I think that's the proper thing to do. You're there. Oh, I don't mind. I like people. So yeah. I, I like all different kinds of people, even noseless people. <laughs> so. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, poor noseless. Think about why someone I'm, would be noseless. I'm going mean, to cut, cutting all of this. Up. <laughs> no, I'm you're not. You're not. No, liar. It's not nice. <laughs> yeah, I think you, you go on the date. Why not? We fun. like people. We like to have dinner with friends and it was a, a lovely evening last night with you all and I am sorry I apologize again that we were late but it was I was so thankful to be served at your dinner table with your family your special meals that meant so much to you that you shared with us and that you came and spoke with us today so thank you for being here thank you for oh, thank having you us for thank having you us. for coming late or not we were happy <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for pulling up a chair and joining us for Dinner Table Talks. You can always learn more and help us spread the word all across social media. Check out at our Dinner Table Talks on Facebook and Instagram. And for you Twitter users, at dinner underscore talks. Visit our website at dinnertabletalks.com or shoot us an email at talk at dinnertabletalks.com. We look forward to hearing from you. There we go. Done. Done did it. I thought that was pretty incredible. That was great. Did we talk too much? No. No.